This is Ashley Hodge with the Sikkim 365 Post Game Podcast, coming to you after Baylor's 64 to 61 loss at Allen Fieldhouse. Joined by Sam Taylor. Uh, Sam, let me turn it over to you. Does that sound? Uh, have you heard that term before? Turnover. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey man, and the fact <laughs> that we had two clean looks at the end of the game, despite all those turnovers. You know, Scott Drew got clowned for kind of our situational defense at the end of the Texas game. Why didn't we call a timeout? Yeah. How'd they get to the rim? The fact that we got two wide open looks at the end of the game. What that situational defense by Kansas. That was incredible. <laughs> Maybe we'll see we'll see if people uh people on the forums clown Bill Self because that was <sighs> I mean, we had we had one guy guarding two at the end and Jacoby had that clean look. So proud of how the guys battled back. Um and at the end of the day, this was such after the win earlier in the week, this was a house money game, especially with the chalky pretty chalky i'm trying to figure out remember how everything ended but a pretty chalky day in the big 12 yeah was, we we showed well in a tough environment after getting pretty rattled at the beginning and it was a pretty tough watch i was hoping you know tvs were still on other games kind of in the first 10 minutes of our game but <laughs> battled back and kept it despite being shorthanded um and i was i was proud of how they played there's lots of lots of build on after that game yeah, eighteen to six start for Kansas. You know, um, Hunter Dickinson's making a three. He looks like he's going to have an incredible game. He ends up with uh, thirteen points and and uh, four rebounds. Eve Missy really outplayed him. Eve had twenty one oh. points and eight rebounds. Uh, yeah. Did a really good job. Two blocks. I thought I thought Eve was the player of the game for Baylor for sure. Um, yeah. But shout out to Miro Little, man. Miro played fantastic. I he plays nineteen minutes. He only scores three points. He has a dunk, and he, he makes one for two free throws. But he has, uh, I believe he's at uh, six rebounds maybe. I think that's right. Yeah. And and then he's um, got a steal, no turnovers. He really – and he played confident. I mean, he really looked the part. I thought he uh, played great. We're, you know, the team was really missing Langston Love. We were talking before we started rolling the pod, you know, just having that guy that can put his head down and get to the rim and draw fouls and, and kind of bully his way. Uh, be strong with the ball. You know, we missed that today because Ray J has six turnovers. Jacoby has five turnovers. Jalen, three turnovers. Josh was a disaster with four turnovers. Uh, you know, 21, 21 turnovers altogether. Um, not good. And uh, yet we out-rebound them 42 to 25. I mean, those, I mean, those are great numbers. Uh, mm-hmm. We get to the free throw line 21 times, make 15 of them. You know, out-shoot. Kansas at the free throw line. What? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> at Allen Fieldhouse, exactly. that that never happens. But anyway, yeah, it's, it was it was it was a really good showing, but uh, hard hard to not get, at least get in overtime. And I th- you know I think with Dewan Harris's injury, you know we probably had a pretty good shot at, in overtime if we had gotten there. Yeah, when the when the cameras cut away from Dewan in the in kind of trying to trying to stretch it out in the hallway. I'm wondering what they uh, shot him up with, taking him back on the court <laughs> at the end of the yeah. game. Like they, <laughs> they cut the cameras, and then he came jogging back, just trotting back onto the court. And he was gimpy, but that was a pretty incredible turnaround. But, yeah, Eve, super efficient day. Because they compare him and Dickinson, but the efficiency Eve plays with him just not yeah. in the same ballpark. And just the, the stuff Eve would create. Because there was a while, especially in the second half, where I felt like, Either Jaden Nunn is going to put his head down and get fouled, or Eve Missy is going to create something out of nothing. And that was that was our offense before Jacoby started turning it on, and we started kind of the ball started singing a little bit better. But Eve, man, he is making some money the past few weeks. Um, just Billis at the end of the game just brought up his season free throw shooting percentage, and that was just incredible to hear that. What an out of date stat that has become. So like, well, he's just fifty two percent from the free throw line yeah. this year, but 
seven for eight the last game, nine for 12 today. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not a white knuckle ride with him at the free throw line anymore. Really, him or Josh, I'm really comfortable with both of them at the line. And that's something to be thankful for is because our best offense is shooting threes. When we start hitting our threes, we're great getting inside. And the fact that we've got the guys getting the line are hitting some free throws. I, you know, missed the front end of that one and one, and that was tough. But overall, his improvement, even Missy's improvement at the line has been incredible. Yeah, I I think Kansas really, you know, they hedged every ball screen high. We've had some trouble with that this year. We 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 did yeah. an okay job. I mean, you know, but we only scored sixty one points, zero point nine one points per possession, way below our average. We hold Kansas to zero point nine six points per possession. I would imagine our um, Ken Palm defensive ratings went up. Yeah, all the way to sixty four. So that's good. Um, yeah, I was gonna hope you had Ken Palm up because I do not have that in front of me. I I have been. When we were talking, I was I was on my 18-month-old babysitting duty. So usually I kind of have pin palm on a laptop beside me. But right. today I had, I had Play-Doh beside me while I was watching the game. So, uh, <laughs> I love it. But, yeah, you know, and I was impressed. You know, we were rattled at the beginning. Yeah. Players that haven't played at Allen Fieldhouse get rattled the first time. Referees get rattled often at Allen Fieldhouse. But our recovery, and Miro Little, I mean, he was throwing skip passes that no one on the team other than yeah. RJ throw. And I was really impressed. And I – even Jay Nunn, I, I've really been impressed with his on-ball ability and his ability to run point in short stretches. Yep. You know, there was there was a while when when Ray J would come out of the game and our offense would just grind to a halt. But I don't, I didn't feel that way today. I felt like Jaden shot well as a catch and shoot guy and also could put his head down and get to the rim. And Langston, when I mean Kansas has very little depth as it is, and just if to have Langston and be able to play some bully ball, just kind of juggernaut, put his head down, get to the rim. We, we missed that today because, yeah, they were hedging and kind of selling out on those ball screens. So we'd have an open roller, but we couldn't get the ball to them. We would sometimes kind of have to do some retreat dribbling and it would kind of blow up our whole set. And to have a guy like Langston who can just turn the corner and get down, that would have been pretty useful today. And I was I was impressed with none what he was able to do. Um, yeah. And then being able to – when Jacoby got to be kind of our 3 and D guy and he was, he was able to just post up and get some catch-and-shoot threes, that's kind of where he's best and – and I wish if we would have had Langston, he could have stayed in that position all game long. Wouldn't have had to be kind of the the creator. Um, but yeah, I was I was impressed with Scott Drew's adjustments. Adjustments in the first half, kind of after the under twelve, I felt like we were the better team um, in the first half. Kind of after that under twelve timeout, right? And coming into the second half, you know, it's it, it's a bump. This was a house money game, and I I was trying to go into it with low expectations because yeah. you know these games at Allen Fieldhouse are always a joke, and I. The one, the one game we've won was actually a game I got to go to. That was that yeah, right. game. And that was, but so I know what happens at Allen Fieldhouse. I've been trained to understand how these go down, but <laughs> you get close, you get your hopes up. Having two open looks late is, is tough, but you know, a, a lot, a lot to build on moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, the good thing is you look at these losses that Baylor is having in the big 12. We've got four losses now. And they're all super close, you know. I mean, they're like coin flip games that could have gone either way, all of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this one was probably the one that, you know, felt more like we could have stolen it, you know, versus the other ones we had leads late in the game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's it's encouraging. I think, you know, this is a team that still has a lot of upside. Jacoby, even though, you know, he continues to struggle from the field, it was good to see him make two of those threes late. Uh, did some. He's rebounding well. You know, he had a, some good passes. 
He's on the he's on the floor diving after balls a couple times. I mean, I, I love his activity. Uh, he's got to, he's got to you know tighten up the turnovers. He made a couple sloppy turnovers, and and you'd love to see you know four from not, four for nine from three and not two for nine. But uh, you know, all in all, I'm I'm happy you know with the way he played. I thought Eve played great. Miro, we talked about Caleb gave us good minutes. Jalen, you know, is pretty solid. I, you want more from Jalen in a big game yeah. like this. I mean, you know, you, you kind of expect Jalen and Ray J to really step up and, and, you know, yeah. Jalen gives you nine points. Ray J gives you three. Ray J had seven rebounds and eight assists, but six turnovers. Those, those six turnovers yeah. were pretty big. So, uh, Johnny Furphy played really well for Kansas, six deals, uh, scores 11 yeah. points. Um, Dewan Harris ends up with, with 14 points, five assists, only one turnover. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, K.J. Adams is 13, you know, Hunter Dickinson 15. So that kind of rounds out the scoring for Kansas. But I'm optimistic, you know, as, as we look at the rest of the schedule, uh, this I knew was the, you know, the lowest probability game of winning. I, I think every other game we have on our schedule is, is a much higher probability of winning. And, you know, I think there's going to be some, some games that are coin flip games like at BYU and Houston at home and, you know, Kansas, uh, you know, be mm-hmm. tough to beat in Waco. But, but we got a pretty good home court advantage now with foster so i'm 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 feeling pretty good about our chances of uh defending our home court yeah man and that the foster one great thing about foster is i feel like our arena our new field house it gets under the other team's skin in a way that never ever happened at the feral center right. just you see coaches lose their cool you see players lose their cool and the refs. last week has kind of just taught us yeah re- oh <laughs> Goodness, yeah. I don't want to get fined, so I'm not going to say anything about that. But, yeah, the I mean, just officials lose their cool. You know, having the students behind the opposing bench is like it's kind of created, you know, 400 just Chris Fuentes and Ashley Hodge kind of behind there making a lot of noise, getting under skin, and, and, and then getting annoy, annoying the little coaching traveling party the other team is sitting right there behind the bench. I love that aspect of the new arena is you've got your wild and crazies kind of back behind the opponent bench. But yeah, the this conference, everyone is beatable. Um, you know, they were talking the college game day, you know, they're they're at Allen Fieldhouse. They they've got to kiss the ring. They were talking about Kansas all the time. Not a lot of Baylor conversation until really late in our game when Jay Billis was like, really respect Baylor, despite right. twenty one, you know, turnovers, fighting through and making this a game, that kind of thing. But they're they're every this is so much parody. Every team is beatable. We don't have to go to Houston. Have Houston at home. Kansas. This Kansas team has some some roster construction issues. Um, right. Some roster construction issues made worse by off the court stuff that you know. So they they you know they they've got weaknesses. And when we get them at home, when we get a little nicer whistle, even though to be fair, I don't think I wasn't really offended by the whistle until late in the game when it got tight and there was some phantom KJ Adams push off stuff and a little bit of <laughs> moving screen stuff that Hunter Dickinson. The sliding feet stuff that Josh O doesn't get away with, but Hunter Dickinson's going to get get away with type stuff. Um, that started getting on my nerves late late in the game. But yeah. you know we'll get a better whistle back at home, and and everyone in this league is is beatable. You know Houston looked really human today, and yeah, I, Cincinnati should have won that game. Yeah. at TCU because we've yeah. got such a home court advantage, but I think we'll take advantage of that down the stretch. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, as far as the officiating, I mean, it wasn't egregious, but I don't think it was a, you know, I think it was definitely a home court whistle for, for Kansas. Keith Kimball, great ref. You know, I, I feel really good about him. Top 10, Ken Palm ref. Rick Crawford, number 67, and Brett Smith, number 114. 
you got you got a top fifteen matchup, and you're you're getting Rick Crawford and Brett Smith. I mean, really? I mean, that's yeah, pretty. I, uh, that's surprising to me. I I am surprised by these and I I'm I'm new to the uh, the Ken Palm officiating rankings. That was not something I have the Ken Palm subscription, but that's not something I checked a whole lot until people on the message board kind of drew my eye to that. But it is weird that your college game day, your premier ESPN game in the best conference in the country, and there's not really a close second. People right. will try to feel the 68 guys will try to spin their tail about how the ACC is good, but it's not. We have eyes. We can watch the game. Um, <laughs> and to get these crews that are these these guys, these random, you know, you always have one big name on our big games, and then some of these officials that I've never seen before, a little a little bizarre. Um, but, yeah, you know, get, getting them back at home, that'll help. And just seeing the guys, Miro wasn't shook by the moment. Misi just growing into a monster every day. It's fun that we have two or three just highlight real stuff from him every single game at this point. And so, you know, we, I I saw a lot of good things to build on, especially when we get Langston back full speed and healthy. Um, Don't know if there's been anything announced on that, but he was walking during the Austin Sachs, you know, scholarship announcement. So that he looked like he was walking normally there. So getting him back, will kind of fix what ails us on those hard hedges that we were having trouble getting around. Yeah, I, I expect him back against OU, but but if, if he's not, I, I have a lot of confidence in Miro, and, and I think Miro really made a case for more playing time today. I mean, I don't know whose minutes he would cut into, but you know, I thought he was terrific, and I, I think um, it's so hard when you give guys like three minutes or four minutes a game. You know, they feel I, pressed, and you know, got 19 minutes today and really, you know, had a chance to get comfortable and just made some really good plays and, and – you know, really represented himself well out out there on both ends of the court, I thought, you know, rebounded the, the ball well. So I'm excited about him. I, I think he showed some things that's going to excite Baylor fans as, you know, we look to the future. And it's a bright future, yeah. uh, you know, I, next I year. Agree. Yeah. I yeah. mean, VJ, did you see that uh, yesterday, what he did? 27 he, points. He looks amazing. Man, everyone, I, in my little uh, college friends group text, and this is, I think this is a take that other people have, have shared. But when I watch my like low res videos of MJ and I watch yeah. my low res Twitter videos of VJ, so Michael Jordan videos from the 80s, VJ videos at the high school level, but he moves in a special way. Yeah. I am so excited. You know, all the when I watched a decent amount of high school ball, um, not as much as a lot of guys on the, on the board, but he he has got a special special athleticism that really really pops and i i i'm excited about him and yeah miro you know i i think miro establishing himself as a as a pretty good floor general will help spell ray j because people get upset with the ray j turnovers every now and then but his usage rate i mean he is asked to do so much creating and so if miro can shoulder that load a little bit i think we'll get a better version of ray j because ray j isn't being asked to be perfect for 35 maybe we can ask him to be perfect for you know, 32, 33, um, if Miro can be our floor general. And Jaden, I think Jaden made a case to, you know, play more. And I think, you know, Jalen had a really good end to the first half, but, you know, was a little bit passive in the second. And having your having a, a leader like Langston back, you know, we missed him maybe to rally the troops in the second half a little bit. But, yeah, I think our, our guard play by kind of our, our second group of guards um, was really, really impressive today and helped kind of build up some of that depth. Because coming in cold, when Miro comes in cold, you know, what can you expect out of him? Kind of similarly to how, you know, everyday John came in and missed a couple threes. And Jay Billis was saying, oh, that's not a shot, you know, you want – Baylor wants to be taking. And, and actually, you know, that's a shot that we oh, might yeah. kind of 
with. But, you know, every day John hadn't gotten as much play this year, unfortunately. But it's like, you know, Jay Billis, you didn't really read the scout there. That's really everyday John's, you know, that's that's where we want him shooting. Right. So, you know, coming off these screens, you know, kind of popping off these ball screens and shooting a set shot from three. I'm I was pretty content with those shots. I was I was telling Hunter Dickinson, keep shooting. That was fool's gold. But <laughs> <laughs> Every day, John taking those. I was not upset with those shots at all. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I I I agree with what you said there, and you know, I think. Um, I mean, you know, I think we got good shots. I'm happy with that. The turnovers, you know, we just weren't ball strong. We got to be tougher. Twelve assists, twenty one turnovers, and they're not a they're not really a team that really presses you uh, defensively. You know, then and they've got some young guys out there. You know, we should just be way better than that. You know, you cut those turnovers to. 10 to 14 and it's Baylor probably walks out of there with a win, but uh, Hey, you know, out rebounded them. That's good. And got to the line, did everything, you know, shot the three. Okay. 31% held them to five for 21 from three. Uh, they got some open looks that they missed, but uh, you got, you got to love the fact that, you know, they, I think I, you know, most of those were pretty well defended. So, uh, you totally. know, overall I'm happy, you know, took a step forward defensively. That's good. You know, those are all positive signs. Got to beat OU, and then you know you got a game at West Virginia. You got to you really got to win that game, kind of like the UCF. Yeah, and West yeah. Virginia got blown out today. So I'm thinking, you know, at some point the wheels are kind of going to fall off, and that might have been today for them. But yeah, you know, end of the day, we played a C game, and we had two shots to tie to right. into OT at Allen Fieldhouse, and we've had some pretty good teams that have made pretty deep runs that haven't kept it that close at Allen Fieldhouse, and and so yeah, that the fact that we played. Uh, didn't play our best effort, played pretty sloppily, but still, you know, had two shots to take it to OT. Um, I think speaks highly of what we have in the tank, kind of going down to the second half of conference play. Yep. Last nine games, Bill Self's got the edge, five five and four. Uh, but we get a chance to even the score in Waco, and, and I think we'll defend home court there. Uh, should be a raucous atmosphere. That's going to be a fun, fun environment. Uh, but you know we gotta we gotta uh, take care of business first and and beat OU at home. Send send them to the SEC in the proper way. We need to send uh, Texas to the SEC in the proper way. I uh, gotta defend your home court. I, I think we got um, four left, right? We got OU, Kansas, Houston, and uh, Texas. Four. Yes, yeah. that's that's correct. That's correct. Yep. And uh, and then we got I'm four hoping, on the road. I've got I've got a a wife late in her third trimester ah, and we yeah. got our tickets but uh she said that she's okay staying at home and i'll be going to those games so uh i'm, th- I'm <laughs> thankful for her taking one for the team that's so awesome. I can get those games so I'll, I'll get to see those in person because uh foster it's the best unless you have a toddler and then it gets a little tricky sometimes <laughs> uh so i so they'll they'll be hanging back and watching on a uh, tv so yeah <laughs> i bet um yeah, no, it is amazing. I, I, you know, again, we, we hate the fact that we dropped that one to TCU. I, I, you know, that's, that's one we should have won. We were up 10 with like four minutes left, I think. Uh, but, uh, Hey, you know, I, it, it is a significant home court advantage. There's, there's games that we've won there this year that we probably would have lost in, in Farrell. And, uh, you know, I think this, this is such a coin flip league and to have a home court environment like that, Scott Drew deserves it. Uh, the women got a good win today. They beat uh, West Virginia, so happy for Nikki and and the Lady yeah. Bears. Needed that. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's 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 fun. This is the fun time of year. I love the, um, you know, everybody. Uh, the casual ba- basketball fan focuses on the outcome. You know, March, March Madness. 
But, you know, the diehard fans like us, I mean, we love the process and we love, you know, of course, watching the team build. And, and like you say, the little things like, you know, yeah, even miss he's a 56 percent free throw shooter, but he's made 16 of his last uh, 20. You know, it's 80 percent. So, yeah. yeah. So, so now he's like an 80 percent free throw shooter. So, um, you know, just kind of it's cool to watch that, you know, like Quincy AC, I remember that sophomore year, kind of a similar deal, you know, was, was a really bad free throw shooter until he wasn't. And then, and then mm-hmm. when, when games mattered and games were on the line, he was making free throws. So I think Eve is yeah. becoming that guy too. And man, you can just tell how much time he's spending in the lab working yep. on his game. I mean, just, he's doing stuff off the dribble now that he wasn't doing early in the year. He's putting moves on guys. He wasn't doing early in the year. I mean, his, the sky is the limit on his development. And, and that's, that's the kind of guy he's a freshman now, but come tournament time that's not a freshman anymore and yeah in terms of enjoying it now you know when it comes to march madness you get what you put in the more you watch in the fall in november in december early in conference play the more fun it is to watch right. the NCAA tournament and all that happens then so yeah this is a this is a fun time of year to be watching watching college basketball and especially in the big 12 when every game we have left i think is a quad one game and you know teams are going to go on swings and we'll be a different team at the end of the year than we are now it is a it's fun to watch the climb I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, fun stuff. Um, as as we look around the uh, rest of the Big Twelve, like we like you said, everybody kind of uh, did what they were expected to do. Houston was a slight favorite at Cincinnati, and they won that. I, I you know, Cincinnati, I think should have should have won that game. Um, yeah. it's, but you know, hey, it's you know, Houston's got it some was, good road and wins that was, now. That game kind of butted up against our game, so I missed. It was like down to a three point game, and then yeah. I started focusing on our game coming up, and then. I think the final score didn't reflect that, but they had a couple shots to tie it up or, right. or win it late. So. Yeah, for sure. And then Tech uh, beats UCF. That's that's a good win for them. And then uh, who am I? Texas blows out West Virginia. What were the other? Uh, I know BYU's playing the late game tonight. Oh, Iowa State crushes TCU. Uh, yes. Kind of surprising the margin. I'm, I'm not surprised they won it all. But uh, and then uh, Oklahoma beats uh, Oklahoma State by 13, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's so, uh, and- in, and there's going to be a lot of consternation about our offense and our ability to handle some pressure after this game. But I'm just going to point the people that bring that up to how we did against Iowa State because we really held our, our own really well on the offense and the ball against an Iowa State defense that people are lauding as a really, really great one. And so that's why, you know, some of the some of the kind of mishandles and fumbles we had today don't concern me in the long run as much because of how well we handle ourselves against Iowa State. Yeah, and let me make a correction. I was looking at the predicted score for the Oklahoma game. It's 52-52 with uh, seven minutes left. So uh, good on the uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys. That, that would be uh, interesting okay. if they're able to. Then in your post-game bullet points under the podcast, you'll have to uh, give an update on that score and what that <laughs> what this is. But that's, man, OU, and that's a team I haven't watched a ton this year, which is not good because they've had so much roster turnover. Right. I'm a, that That's a team that's like hard, a little hard to keep up with because that's, that's a pretty different team than what they put out last year, but yeah, they, I'll, do, and, I'll do my scouting before Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They've had some really interesting outcomes. Like, um, you know, they they go to Kansas State, which we know is not an easy place to get a win, and they win by twenty. <laughs> they, they yeah, right. <laughs> they crush BYU at home, and and we know BYU's a very capable team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to Cincinnati and they get a win. Uh, Texas comes to their place and beats them by fifteen. Uh, Texas Tech comes there and beats them. UCF, um, 
Uh, they go to UCF and, and they lose by 11. So, I mean, it, it, they're all over the map as far as results. Uh, oh, they yeah. beat Iowa State. Yeah, they beat Iowa State at home. So, so That's they, right. That was that was one of the big red flags. Hmm, head scratcher games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they're okay. they're a dangerous team. You got you got to you know bring your A game to beat them. Hopefully, for sure. There's no you know hangover from from this loss. I know our guys probably wanted to to win this one, um, but. Uh, Hey, without Langston, that's a tough ask, and and uh, we yeah. we definitely fought hard, and and you know proud of the effort. Uh, just wish he clean up the turnovers and and be a little mm-hmm. mentally stronger with the ball. But uh, you know the rebounding, you know, speaks to the effort, and I and I you know to dominate a Kansas team at their place on the glass. Even our national championship team, when we went there, we were four point favorites. Only only us in Houston have been favorites in Allen Fieldhouse uh, ever. That's right. That's right. And and they. Uh, you know, beat both those teams by double digits. And mm-hmm. I just remember them just crushing us on the boards. If I, if memory serves me right. So, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then I would, I, I was quick that year to bring up, um, I think we had, were we coming off the COVID pause? When did that Kansas Yeah, game? That, that we were still, you know, feeling the effects of the COVID pause for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there was, but yeah, that was, yeah, that we've, we've had some pretty good Baylor teams and the proof is in the pudding there come to Allen Fieldhouse and perform worse than our team did today. So the fact that we didn't bring our didn't bring our A game and still almost came away with a win um speaks a lot. And I think Scott Drew, I mean I think Scott Drew put a pretty a coaching clinic out there today. I think he yeah. his adjustments early in the first half when the wheels looked like they were about to fall off. I thought he made some good rotations. I think Jaden Nunn brought a, brought kind of what we were hoping he'd bring all season long today. Um, and so I don't think we have a lot to hang our heads about. We showed well on national TV and after getting our win early in the week, this was kind of, a um, would be some found money if we yeah. won this game today. So we helped serve this week and on to the next week. Yep. Yep. And if you look at, uh, you know, Ken Palm has us uh, 10 and eight in the big, big 12, but I, I, I don't know, man, I think, I feel like we're going to go 12 and six or 11 and seven. I mean, I, I think we'll drop a couple more games. Um, Certainly, with the schedule we have left, you know, going to Tech, going to TCU, going to BYU—those are all really tough road environments. West Virginia's not easy, and then you got some really tough games at home. So, uh, it's possible we drop another one at home. And you know, we we if we split on the road and and drop another one at home, that puts you at eleven and seven. But I I, I do think twelve yeah. and six is possible. And Scott Drew has always had elite te- teams that perform really well on the road. Yeah, and so yeah, but the parity is just unlike we've ever seen this right, right. year in the big 12. So yep. yeah, I, to, to, to get, steal a few on the road and maybe be okay with losing one more at home. I think that puts us in a great spot yeah. for the tournament um, and shows a lot to our development. Our guys kind of getting our guys in the right place to when, when the games really, really matter, matter in March. Yep. So. I agree. Hey, Sam, appreciate you doing this. Uh, good, good thoughts. You've been listening to a post game podcast with Ashley Hodge and Sam Taylor. Sick them bears. Sick them.